What's going on, stoolies? This is your host, Shane Mudgett, here to give you episode one of the Barstool Sports History lesson. When I first thought about this podcast and what I wanted to do, I uh, already knew what my first topic would be. It was pretty obvious to me. You can't tell the story of Barstool Sports without this place. It's where it all really started to take off for a company. And it was the nucleus of the website, in a way. And with the recent news of sports gambling legalized in Massachusetts, I thought the Milton office was a great launching point for this podcast and a really good first episode. Uh, you hear the the mythology and, and the tales of the Milton office and also the phrase Milton tough. And you may not exactly know what that means. And in this episode, I'm going to try to explain that to you guys and maybe for the older older stoolies listening it'll be a good trip down memory lane for you so let's get started in July of 2022 Massachusetts legalized sports gambling and on the following Dave Portnoy show Eddie asked Dave his thoughts on what that meant for Barstool Sports. And Dave, and I'm going to paraphrase this, virtually said that he was going to sell his house in the Hamptons and move back to Massachusetts. And if Dave moves back to Massachusetts, there needs to be an office. Well, Barstool's already had an office in Massachusetts. So let's let's get into that office a little bit. It was a white and brick building right off the street, right off the sidewalk. Matter of fact, it was it was such off the sidewalk that a car ran into the building twice by the same driver. That's the Barstool difference. You you can't make that up. No, that doesn't happen to any other company. I remembered a blog that Dave wrote after the second time the car crash happened. And luckily I was able to find it. And this was from May 3rd, 2016. It's, it's titled, If a car crashes into our office but nobody blogs it, did it really happen? Dave goes on to write, So I guess my so I guess some lady crashed into our office today in Milton. Literally crashed into the front door. Same lady who basically crashed into our office a few months ago. Crazy ass story, right? How did I find out about it? Well sales guy took a couple pictures and tweeted it from his personal account. A stoolie saw it, emailed me, and asked me if I was going to yell at sales guy for not creating content the same way I yelled at Nate. 
It's kind of apples and oranges since Nay is a blogger and sales guy is not, but I was still fucking furious. The fact that nobody in our boss and office was talking about this is insane. It never crossed sales guy's mind that it, this may be a good story for the masses. Like, why would a story about a lady literally crashing into our front door for the second time be remotely funny or interesting? Then when I asked why nobody else was talking about it, he casually mentioned she is the only person at the office. I guess this is what happens when I move to New York and prepare for our next move. Our entire Boston office basically quits and shit like this just gets ignored. I honestly want to fire everybody at that fucking place. Here's a fact. If I was in Boston, a lady crashing into our office for the second fucking time would be the funniest saga of the fucking day. Maybe the week. Maybe the month. Without me, nobody even talks about it. Pathetic, guys. Pathetic. Times are changing. The free ride is coming to a goddamn end. If you're interested in more of that car crashing saga, Feidelberg has a funny video on YouTube he of a being a a news reporter reporting it and uh kind of crashing into the building with his own vehicle it's it's worth a, it's worth a watch if if you're if you But let's get back to the actual Milton office itself. It was a former dentist office. I try to picture the dentist office in my head but never actually being in it, just from the videos, and it's, I don't see how it was a dentist office, but so be it. It uh, consisted of three floors, and when you walk into the building off off the sidewalk, you enter into the middle floor, and this floor is where the bloggers and producers like Feidelberg, Hank, Gaz, Milmore, the interns, that's where they were, that's where they were stationed. And on the walls, there was posters of naked beer girls, random bar stool artifacts. None more prominent than the massive white sheet with Viva's stool written on it in rainbow, hanging on the wall. You'll also find a Poland Spring water cooler, which you would think in most offices is is nothing but this this was Dave's microphone stand during the emergency press conferences in those days you knew when the video came up you saw that Poland Spring bottle with the microphone and the video would start and Dave's cha-cha music would would play you knew some you knew some big shit was about to be announced. You knew something good was going to happen as a stoolie. And and you were excited. You head up to the third floor and and that's where you'll find Dave perched up there. Crouched over. <laughs> looking down at the other bloggers like they're his court gestures and he's the king. <laughs> And once you reach the top step, you can look to your left, and you'll find Dave's desk. From the old rundowns, I uh, went back and watched, uh, kind of while preparing for this. 
it was consistently a mess with the two constants always being he'd have his laptop there and usually a nice coffee. And back in the the days of HQ1, the the rundowns were via Skype, normally with Dan, Kevin, and Dave. I'd say 90% of the time. And the camera, if you're standing at the top of the steps, was to his right. So the camera was always facing his desk. And to be honest, I'm not really sure what was behind the camera. I, from what I kind of gather, and from memory, I think it's just old junk, you know, merch, I'm sure trash, only God knows what, to be honest. But actually, I, I do know of one thing that was up in Dave's office. And you can't tell the story of Barstool Mill and Office of HQ1 without mentioning the squirrel. In, in what's maybe my favorite running saga gag, I don't know how to explain it, is the squirrel that was in Dave's office that would chew on the wires and eat the internet of the internet company. I mean, there was days where the other the other cities had to blog because Boston was down. Squirrel got hungry, and I found a blog from Dave again from September fourth, two two thousand fourteen, and coincidentally today as I'm recording this happens to be September 4th of 2022 so I'm pull, I'm reading to you guys an 8 year old blog right now Dave Pornoy in his prime right here the blog is titled I finally met my office roommate aka the squirrel that lives in the wall Dave writes Name another mogul who has a squirrel living in his office. You can't. Side note, lots of hypotheses floating around the office that this isn't a squirrel at all. Huge rat, possum, baby pig, and baby deer are all in play. I actually just googled squirrel and I'm pretty sure this guy ain't one. His snout is too long. Free ball don't lie share to whoever can tell me what type of animal is living rent free in my office. P.S. I almost shit myself taking this video. I was waiting for it to leap out and attach my face like a Klingon. That would be the worst way to die. Clawed to death by my own roommate in my own office. I sort of went down a rabbit hole on Twitter with some of the older guys on what they tweeted about the squirrel at that, at that time. And uh, Feidelberg wrote this. On twelve nine fourteen, he writes, Hang lost a finger for Barstool. But I think the squirrel is too much. He's re I'm refusing to do rundown. It'll attack me when my back is turned. <laughs> and as they were, uh, as they were finalizing the move for New York, Hank tweeted this on January 8th, 2016. The amount of people asking if the squirrel is moving to New York just goes to show how loyal stoolies are to anything in the Barstool world. 
and he's right. I mean, it's it's silly to say, but everyone loved that squirrel. It caused mayhem. I hope it's doing well. But let's get back to the actual building itself. I'm not going to spend too much time on the third floor, the basement. Really, the only time I remember seeing a good look at the video was when Big Cat and Dave interrogated Pirate Simon over the pirate porn saga. Which, yes, I will be making an episode of, no doubt about it. Mainly, it just kind of seems like more merch, storage, couple desks to work at. And, of course, the naked beer girls and Barcel artifacts on the wall. So that's the the Milne office. I'm sure there was some bathrooms sprinkled in there. I don't really know. And honestly, it wasn't a special place, but it, it has a special place in... In, in the hearts of the OG stoolies and, and definitely the guys that worked in there, no doubt about it. That you can tell they wear it with the badge of honor. Every time they say Milton Tough and I'll reference back to the beginning of this episode when I mentioned that we were gonna go over the term Milton Tough. Uh, and, and exactly what that means as a to those guys, what they had to say about it and what kinda I interpreted as as an OG stoolie on the outside. When I, when I think of it, I think of it as Dave watching his workers every move, reading every blog, every tweet, and calling out when they did a shitty job in his eyes, or they just did or said any wrong, stupid word. He was on top of it so fast. And you sort of get a good glimpse of it in that blog I referenced earlier with the car crash. Where he says he moves to New York and already no one shows up to the office. That was really the vibe back then. If you were one minute late, you may as well have been four hours late in Dave's eyes. I mean, poor handsome Hank. Poor Hen Easy. He was scared to death to eat his friggin' food the first week he was there because he didn't want to get called out for not working. And for Dave, it was obviously easier to track in those days with the company being so small. There was maybe, you know, a dozen scattered across the United States and employees, and there was, you know, six or eight of them were at that office. So, you know, we as stoolies... You know, we were lucky every blogger was putting out, you know, 100 blogs a week, but we were only getting, you know, one or two videos a week. And that that doesn't include the rundown that, you know, Hank produced every day, and that, you know, took a lot of time. And at that time, Barcel Sports wasn't this podcast powerhouse. We got one podcast, and that was KFC Radio. So, you know, Dave ruled like a king with an iron fist. But it was not for nothing. His method to his madness produced the guys that are at the top of the chain at the company today, in my opinion. 
So that's my my interpretation, my take on Milton Tough from an outside in watching the company for for all these years. So now I found a, a video from a few years back of the guys being asked about Milton Tough and what they think it means. I found it to be pretty pretty funny and entertaining and and true and a pretty good picture of what it was like. So here's here's Gas the start. days was basically kind of like being able to work under like prison and concentration camp type conditions. Here's what John Feidelberg has to say. It was like being in the middle of a firefight 24-7. This final clip here I'm going to play is of Hank. And I think it really paints a pretty good picture of Barstool at that time and that environment. And maybe a glimpse into kind of Dave as a boss, really. I found it interesting. So here it is, Handsome Hank. Very scared in the beginning. I was like terrified to talk to him, terrified to go up to his office. I got yelled at a lot my first year. But I kind of realized like Dave is just very straightforward. He always tells it how it is, no matter what, even if it's like a hard truth. So there it is, right? Hank spells it out pretty good. Uh, he obviously says, you know, Dave's, you know, Dave's a hard ass. But the truth and the way he goes about it, there really was a method to Dave's madness. And it worked. I mean, look at, look at where Hank is right now. He's Big Cat's boss. And that's a joke for you guys that maybe new stoolies that don't listen to the part of my take or don't know, but, you know, Hank was, uh, Hank was like 18 or 19 when he started at Barstool, you know, he's just a kid getting ripped by Dave, you know, the, one of the biggest guys on the internet, and, and now, you know, Hank's head of content, and that's, that doesn't happen without, without Dave being the kind of boss he is. So as the boss of that office and the owner, founder of Barstool Sports, and really the guy who coined the phrase Milton Tough, let's hear what Dave has to say when asked about what Milton Tough means and what it was like back then. Well, Milton Tough is just like you work around the clock. Like, it, 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 I expected a lot from the employees, and nobody was making a lot of money for a long time. No So that's that. You grind, you keep your your head up, and you work your ass off, and it'll pay off. And it did for all these guys I mentioned today and played the clips of. Their hard work mirrors their success today. And it's awesome to see as a fan. So, all in all, I I genuinely hope the Milton office comes back into our lives in some way. To be honest, Dave, Barstool, they, des 
they deserve to own it. And there's been there's been talks. There's a lot of things you could really do with the office. Dave's been asked about it, and I loved his answer. So this was tweeted from the Vivo Stool account. Dave had this to say, if he when asked if what would happen if he would buy the old Milton office. Listen, I know I said in my introductory podcast that I wouldn't call for anybody's job or bash any employee or anything, and I'm not gonna, but as a fan, I would love to see a minor league bullpen there. I'd love it. Dave did throw this at the end of that video. He threw this little tidbit in there. Um, so we are trying to buy it for real. I think it's the whole building. I don't know how much it costs quite yet. Love it. He said that on November 18th, 2020. There's been rumblings here and there, particularly after Massachusetts. But realistically, they would need a bigger office. But I hope it happens. I'm going to end it with this kind of weird what-if scenario I've kind of concocted in my in my brain. Um, at one point, I won't get into it now. I'm not going to do this all the time. But this, this should probably be its own episode itself. Dave ran for mayor of Boston at one point. And I like to think that that he would still work through that office if he won. And, uh, you know, some senator walked in looking to talk politics. He's introduced at the door by Gaz. And the second he steps into the, the office, he sees Hank duct taped to the wall. <laughs> that That happened. <laughs> yes, that happened. And Feidelberg will have his his fucking feet kicked up, million dip bottles spread around him, actively packing a lip of skull, doing a a KFC radio with Kevin and and Big Cat, laughing their asses off over the Bastardo the Barber voicemail where some guy convince his girlfriend to role play as a barber so he could shave her pubes in the shower. <laughs> what an image that could have been. So, yeah, that's episode one, lesson one, whatever you want to call it, of Barstool Sports History Lesson Podcast. If we're in the circle of trust here, guys, this is my first ever piece of content I've put out. Like I said earlier, today is September 4th. I watched a YouTube video on September 2nd 
on how to record on GarageBand. So I'm aware this is new, it's raw. I had a hell of a time and a lot of fun doing it. I can't wait to do the next episode. Please give me your give me your feedback on it. I appreciate it. If there's any topics you guys want me to hit up on or you think would be interesting, let me know. Right now you can follow me and when the episodes drop on Twitter at Shane underscore Mudget. I'm hoping to get a Twitter and and you know the other social medias get act, uh, active show accounts going. And so look out for those and I'll mention them uh, when they happen and look out for the next episode. Viva.